is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios. This is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast, episode 130. Yay, 130. My name is Josh with you weekly. Is with me. What is wrong with me? With me weekly is Chris. Hello. And Mark. Hello. So what's going on, guys? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Teachers are back. New teacher training today. It's just been one of those weeks, you know? Oh, yeah. We had new teacher orientation this week. I had to give a presentation. That was fun. We had like 21 new faculty members. Mark, how many new faculty members are you guys going to have? I don't know. Way more than way more than 21? A couple. Mark's still on summer vacation. He's not even counting yet. Fun fact. I met, fun fact. I met my wife at new teacher orientation. Mm, that sounds not professional. That sounds very unprofessional. No. <laughs> I I met her and then five years later we you know, whatever. Were but you, when you were each were, were you her boss? No, we were teachers to we were teachers together. Can we start this episode over? during Canva training? <laughs> hey, you brought it up. <laughs> I'm just saying No, you were a teacher and she was a teacher, right? Yeah, we were, we were teachers next door to each other. We both started at our school together on the same year. Probably your mentor teacher. No, she was. Let's let's be let's be clear about something. She is a way better teacher than I ever was. Way Aww. better. Yeah, yeah. I still hmm. remember very very vividly our our classes were lined up in the hallway next to each other, and she told her class, um. Come on, you know better than to act like Mr. So-and-so's class next door. Oh. Yeah. Like she pointed to my class and said to her kids, don't act like that class. Totally. See this guy? Don't be like him when you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. wow. That's, that's, Do you think you lack classroom management skills or? I thought I was doing pretty well until that moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do elementary or middle school or high or what? Elementary. Elementary. Cool. Yeah, mostly fourth and fifth grade level. Yeah. So I was fifth, she was fourth. Yeah. Me too. Oh, I was going to yeah. talk about how I don't like like having teachers as friends that are that work in secondary, but usually if I f- am getting close to somebody and I realize that they're an elementary teacher, I cut them. Oh. Whoa. Because they kind of live in a different world. Well, well, like you being elementary says a lot about you. Holy cow! <laughs> what? There's gonna be. But you're not elementary anymore. Like you got out of it. Yeah. Should Your we wife, move on however, with the show? Should is she still elementary? I don't want to answer that question because uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have letters written to bosses, and here we go. Wow. Again, I'm. Wow. J- this is a character I play. It's not real. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, you said you were tired at the beginning of the of the episode. What are you're tired from traveling? I did travel. I went to the ISEC conference. That was like Sunday through oh. Wednesday. I thought you were gonna say you were in DC, but okay. Yeah, we didn't get the DC uh invite. 
and I don't know, I don't know what happened with that. I checked my mail a couple times. Yeah, me too. Um, but I was at, I was in Utah. Uh, did that whole deal till Wednesday, then came home. Then we had new teacher orientation stuff today that I presented. I wish I was tired so, from DC. That was cool stuff that we missed out on. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Um, so we had new teacher orientation as well. We are still in the throes of infinite campus implementation, and it's been wild. Um, we got our single mode, our 10 gig fiber connections done um that project is finally complete we're rolling out that's between buildings yeah my so from the core to the buildings yeah congrats uh rolling out remind we're rolling out sped track we're like it's you know did a you normal need, summer did you even need 10 gig between buildings you're just swimming in that no we we've saturated one gig links before with chromebook updates so it'll be interesting to see how this rolls going forward um, you could have just went two gig. I would, yes, I could have gone two gig. You're right. Um, it's interesting. I was chatting with somebody earlier today about different uh, projects and a typical summer and the projects that go along with the summer. And they were saying, you know, one system implementation during a summer would be a lot. Right. Um, and, you know, a, a typical workload. And, and we've got three system implementations happening. We're building a new building, uh, fiber projects. It, it's It's been a wild summer and then today my guys god bless them they're dealing with a lot because i'm neck deep in campus and they come to me this morning they're like hey um we wanted to let you know we were upstairs and we were working in this building and uh we saw a maintenance guy and uh he he literally dropped a projector from eight feet (laughs) off the ground and it went into pieces i'm like okay all right well you know we're gonna have to order how tall are your maintenance directors that's, that's pretty... uh, eight and a half feet. Oh, so okay, he, okay. All, it was, you know, neck height. Got he it. Dropped okay. It from. okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been a wild couple weeks. Why was he uh, holding the projector? Uh, because they redid some rooms this summer. They redid 16 rooms in one of our buildings, which is a lot. Um, so yeah, they were trying to put things back together. So... And Mark's sitting over here in summer vacation mode. So, Chris, why don't you tell us more about the MSISAC conference that you went to in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah, cool place. City with mountains around it. I enjoyed that. Uh, Went to a bookstore. There was only books about Joseph Smith there. Not as cool. I was looking for other kinds of materials, but that's fine. Uh, I get it. That's interesting. Right. Um, conference itself, great conference, good people. It was interesting being there um, with people that work in elections, people that do state government, county government, the whole bit, and then K-12 being mixed in with that. So you kind of never knew who you were going to be talking to. You had to kind of pay attention to the lanyard uh, or you didn't. And then you had a longer conversation. Like I know more about how uh, polling works, like in the, the bit that gets sent up that only identifies that I – voted at a polling station that it's not sending up how I voted that kind of stuff I sat in on a conversation about how all that works interesting um but then a lot of conversation about MSI sex services what they offer for k-12 what they offer for everybody uh I brushed up on a lot of things you guys have talked in the past about CIS controls and I uh just acknowledge that you're talking about it but I actually dug into what is it called IG1 
Uh, Ooh, yeah. I chugged through that whole bad boy uh, over the course of a while I was sitting in, 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 in sessions. Um, had a good keynote. So Jen Easterly was supposed to be present, but then this White House thing got rescheduled. So they sent someone else, and I'm forgetting her name. Uh, but she, she kind of brought some fire. She talked about we require... It was Elena, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was another oh, lady. Oh, wasn't Elena? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she talked about how government, you know, requires, and I'm, I'm, don't, don't quote this quote, but basically, this is what I heard, what I thought I heard. Government requires seatbelts and cars. It's now the time for government to require cybersecurity in our applications, in our websites, in our devices, uh, that they have a role to play in that, and we should get past default setting being like on, uh, and default settings should be, and, and we kind of talked about this recently. I think uh, we need to be secure by default, kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of like that our government's saying, like, let's do some stuff. Yeah, so, okay, question for you. Secure by default, I get it. They're talking about default passwords. They're talking about, you know, default configurations. What about the companies that they have a free version and then they hide a lot of security settings within the paid version? Right. Can we can we consider that secure by default? Because right. that, for me, is a big big topic of of uh frustration for me i even not i mean that's been like a couple years ago uh we had an application that we used and two-factor or M M mfa was a that was premium like i had to pay extra for that checkbox that, and that's ridiculous yeah see there there's there's way too many companies that they're doing that like and let's let's just say that they're the big ones that we're all using that they give you the free stuff, but then all the the paid features have all the security components. I honestly I I think this is something that has to go. This this is something that we need to address in the next few years. If you're gonna offer a free product to schools, yes, you have to have security built. You cannot put the the security features behind a paywall. Yeah, especially schools. If you want to make that buck off of a security feature with a a for-profit business, go ahead. But with schools, yes, that that's ridiculous. Uh, I do want to rewind about 30 seconds to a minute and say, um, I just want to let the record show that I had some very insightful comments, but uh, I did not realize that my microphone was muted. So just <laughs> for the listeners, I had some very good input. Um, I thought it was fantastic comment, content. My wife thought it was great, um, but I was muted. So you're just out of luck. Terrible. Yeah, so anyways, sucks, man. so yeah. secure by default, that was a big trend at the conference. Big announcement, maybe kind of in conjunction with the White House stuff. And then okay. I sat in on like a Google class and that guy talked about the uh, guidebook that's 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 now published. That's now available. Um, that is a guidebook um, about what config should be. And again, they're trying to make it align with this IG one stuff. So you can as a as a as a k-12 tech you can now look at that and see oh this is how this these cis controls would apply to google land they're they're trying to help with that we'll get on we'll get into that guidebook in a minute um but any did you meet anybody famous or did it were you spotted as a celebrity from the podcast um no anything anything fun like that no no i wasn't and i i you guys have I, I've I've told you guys that I believe that you guys have ego problems and pride problems and I have it too. 
Um, I want to be known I as don't. the pod, and I want to be. I want to <laughs> talk about myself. Like I, I have that as an issue. Um, and I was just who was Chris there? <clears throat> so then now, you go around doing uh, an elevator pitch everywhere, and you're trying to explain like, "Hey, I'm on this pod," which this isn't even like a big podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm on this. Hey, I'm on this podcast. Um, I wanted to be more than just this guy at small school district because there are big people there. Yeah, big, big, like, big players. CIOs from some of the largest districts in the nation there. Um, we'll get into listener emails in a little bit. But, I will say uh, this, because we'll... I don't know that we've ranted about this enough on the podcast. I have felt for a while that Missouri does a good job, or Missouri schools, with email security, SPF, DKIM, DMARC. Uh, that's yeah. like years ago stuff for a lot of us, uh, in particular in Missouri. There's been big initiatives about turning those things on. I'm still amazed uh, at this national conference and sitting through an email security class, how many districts do not have those three things turned on? That's it. It's kind of mind-boggling to me, and I understand all yeah. the all the extras, all the extra you know tape to push through and policy to push through. But it's amazing because those are like, for me, it's email security like 101. But for many, it's like advanced. Like we got to try to figure out how to get there. So did you did you come out of this conference feeling a little bit humbled, but also a little bit proud of where you are? Yeah, I said I feel good and scared. Okay. okay like I chugged okay. through my IG1 stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we do this, this, this. We suck at this. We suck at this. We suck at this. Um, but then you hear stories. <laughs> it's always the same deal, no matter how much you've you've built up, and no matter how, and no matter how secure you think you are, there's still the crazy oh, story yeah. about how it all fell apart so quickly. Yeah. 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 I dropped yeah. my badge in the parking lot and this bad guy found it and then he got <laughs> in and, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard to prevent that. Um, so w- w- just quick recap then for us, what what would be the top takeaway from the conference that you came home with that um, all school districts should be looking at addressing or implementing? So it was an ISEC conference. MS ISEC is available to K-12. CISA has services available to K-12. Many of those services are free and they are good. They will scan your public IPs. They will, there's a deal where you can upload documents that they'll go ahead and do like a virus scanner thing, all that kind of junk, right? Uh, look and see what's free that they have that you want to use and do it. If you don't know MS ISAC or CISA stuff, like get into that because they have some really good free services and paid services. Cool. We're going to touch up on that a little bit because we're going to jump into the White House announcement shortly. Uh, yeah, so quickly though, let's let's talk about Fortinet. Fortinet. I I just lost my camera. Um, Chris, why don't you tell us about Fortinet and how awesome they are for being one of our sponsors? Uh, Fortinet is a proud sponsor of the K Twelve Tech Talk podcast. Uh, you can email Chris over there; he's a great guy. Fortinet podcast at fortinet dot com, uh, and uh, we thought we'd touch on their free security awareness training for K Twelve. It's free. You don't have to be a full-fledged Fortinet customer to utilize their services. So email, if you're interested in that, email Podcast at Fortinet.com. So full-fledged customer, what is that? You don't have to be a full-fledged customer. What if I'm not a customer at all? You should still reach out. Check them out. Yeah, you might so. love them. Chris is a good guy. What if I don't have the badge on my website that Josh told us to get? Um you'll get you'll get the first edition you won't get the first edition if you have the Forda badge you get the autographed copy from Chris 
Illingsworth. It would be um, cool to have a have... Ba- like an actual ba- like a badge that you keep in your wallet. Like that's one of the like intro, you know, like I was just talking about the ISEC conference, like when I sit down and they're like, you know, you got to do that awkward thing of like, is this seat available? And everybody's always like, oh, no, yeah, come take a seat. And then like you whip out your wallet and you show your Fortinet badge. Why Why would you whip out your wallet when you sit down? Because you get the Fortinet badge in it. That's the necessary okay. step. Wallet out of back pocket, right. open it, Fortinet badge. So, Okay. Um, and they look at you awkward and you're like, yeah, that's what I'm running under my hood. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, so segueing quickly. <laughs> so the White House, they announced this uh, meeting. How, Mark, do you remember how the how the announcement was phrased? It was uh, the White House is convening or it was some uh, an interesting phrase in that invite that we saw all over LinkedIn and Twitter from all of the individuals that were invited. None, none of us. Um, so there was this, uh, K-12 cybersecurity meeting with, uh, the first lady, the director of education, Jenny Easterly, the director of CISA and a few other folks. Uh, and there were some big announcements. And one of the big outcomes from this, uh, event from this day was this new Google guidebook. Mark, do you want to walk us through the guidebook or uh, tell us a recap of what isn't included in the guidebook yeah so uh the white house convening just to kind of recap what that was they brought a whole bunch of folks from education from technology together and uh basically confirmed their commitment to uh uh, cybersecurity for for k-12 uh along with that there were some announcements by government and uh entities uh cisa had some announcements some ms isaac had some announcements and and was involved in the the uh the event and they also brought in some private sector folks as well. So they had some panels up there with public and private sector folks. Uh, there were announcements from Google, AWS, um, uh, PowerSchool was up there, D2L, uh, Cloudflare. and they all Cloudflare was up there as well. And uh, most of them announced uh, their commitments to cybersecurity in K-12. Uh, and a couple of them announced some immediate uh, resources for school districts. Uh, one of them being Google, uh, they released their K to 12 cybersecurity guidebook is what they're calling it. Um, I would definitely take a look at it. It is free. It's public on the web. Uh, you're going to see a lot of, uh, very overlapping, uh, components from some of the CISA and the MS Isaac, uh, guidance. Uh, and if you're a Google customer, you're going to see a lot of, uh, direct relationships to, uh, the products and how to implement those products within the guidebook. So it's not terribly long. It's about a little bit under 20 pages uh, and a lot of very good kind of high level and technical uh, uh, components for you to do. And a lot of it is very aligned to uh, the guidance that you're seeing coming from K-12-6, from CISA, from MS Isaac. Uh, and uh, that's just one of the examples of the private sector announcements that came out uh, with the White House uh, convening. Yeah, so it's, you know, the the guidebook steps through things like two-step verification, strong passwords, using SSO when you can, password managers. Um, and there's there's section, there's an executive summary that kind of boils it all down to a couple talking points. There's, it addresses kids, um, you know, grades four plus, K through three, stuff like that. So it, it's actually a good list of actionable items that you can take that are not overly intrusive or over overly barricade like 
uh, security steps, things really that you should be doing already, like MFA for remote access, um, strong passwords, keeping a device inventory so you know what's there, what's not there, what needs to be updated, keeping up to date on software updates. Um, yeah, so definitely check out this Google guidebook. We'll put it in the show notes or uh, in, in the show description, uh, the link to it. It's a PDF out on Google. So I expect that to be uh, hammered pretty hard here in the next uh, probably year or so um, from Google. They're going to they're gonna be talking about that because as soon as the White House event took place, they were tweeting it like this was all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, or I'm sorry, X. Do we yeah. call these X, X's when they're shared? Yep. And you just post. Um, you don't tweet. Got it. And you okay, repost right. now. You don't retweet. Okay. So, yeah, it was all over Twitter. Google Google was spreading it real good over Twitter. Um, so, yeah, check out the guidebook. And, again, I would say schools are hitting probably 80% of this guidebook already. It's And, again, it's getting that buy-in from administration. It's getting that rationale to administration of why we need to do the things we need to do. Um, so one of the one of the things that I found interesting, Mark, we meant, you and I mentioned Cloudflare in this announcement. Cloudflare Cloudflare is offering some free services for school districts that have a student population of under twenty five hundred. So um, if you are if you are that small of a school district, uh, definitely check out the offerings. I don't honestly remember what the offerings were because we're over that size limit, but so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Um, but they, they were pretty good stuff, you know, training, stuff like that. Amazon's offering some cybersecurity trainings, I believe. So I, I think, you know, they've got buy-ins from pretty big names uh, to offer some pretty good stuff for school districts going forward. I, I, I'm going to be the negative Nancy here. I, Uh-oh. I, I know, I'm sorry. Surprise, but... surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I we Mr. We Big heard, School not liking them reaching out to the little guys, huh? No, 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 no. No, I, I I'm going to give credit to Cloudflare. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give credit to Cloudflare because I feel like that we we were kind of teased about this convening. We we're teased that these companies are going to announce announce some big things. Cloudflare, I felt like was the only one, uh, and to a certain extent Google, that actually had a tangible product deliverable yeah. uh, for and, this announcement. Yeah. There were a lot of other folks involved. There were a lot of other uh, agencies. They kind of re-announced things that they've done. Yeah. They kind uh, Some of the agencies or companies kind of announced, like, I'm committed to this. I will say I was very underwhelmed, to be honest with you. Ooh. Yeah. That, wow. That it was, it, it felt like, for me, a lot of lip service. Um, oh, <laughs> that I hang on. I'm trying to try not to be uh, negative here, but you know the the big theme of the event, if you watched it, was how hey K12 is under resourced, overworked, uh, and they are, are a huge threat right now. And then you have these companies up there and these agencies talking about here's some instructions to follow. Yeah, and that that doesn't that kind of conflicts with me. I'm under resourced. I can't afford these products. Then I have these companies offering, will help you. Basically, you should buy our products. Uh, and so I was a little, to be honest with you, a little underwhelmed. Uh, and I felt that Cloudflare was one of the only companies that actually uh, t- gave a tangible commitment uh, of what they're going to do. They didn't just state that they're committed. They're saying this is a service we're going to give. And I, I totally agree 
that the districts under 2,500 students, the smaller districts, um, are often the most underserved. And so I'm proud to see that, that, that at least one person recognized that or one company recognized that and, and did that. Not to, This isn't a knock on anybody else, but there's a lot of guidance out there. There's a lot of, of handouts Manual. and, and manuals and standards for us to meet. Um, you can, so yeah, you me, can easily like, even to, I guess the trash on Google, like, thanks Google for giving me a guidebook that I could have just Googled. Like all this stuff is readily available. Like, thank you, Google. And it's 18 pages. Thank you. Like I, I, I could write that okay. guide as well. Google. Okay. One step further. <laughs> thank you, Google for charging me for security features in uh, Google Workspace, i.e. the conditional access for um, out-of-country access. So, uh, I, mm. I mean, if we're hot taken, we're hot taken, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks, Google. Well, so I, that's a hashtag. Thanks, Google. It was, <laughs> it was a big event to raise awareness. And were they successful in raising awareness of the problem? Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. We weren't there, so... We, we weren't there. But they definitely, they brought in the folks that needed to be there. They brought in a lot of the big uh, contenders. You had everyone from the from Jill Biden to, to Jenna Easterly uh, talking about their commitment and talking about the problem. And, and to have that problem addressed front and center at the White House right now as school's getting started is fantastic. But... And we gotta move. We gotta move forward a lot faster than where we are right now. And I will say, um, it was cool to see this topic pop up on news feeds. You know, like my no- local news stations here carried the story that you know it's this big event at the White House, um, and it's about K twelve cybersecurity. So that's that's really cool. And I think what's re- even cooler is that we saw some listeners. At the event, you know, Neil was there. Yeah. Neil was awesome. He was where he he sent me a picture of uh, wearing one of our T-shirts mm-hmm. in front of the White House on on Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, Josh was there. We know a couple other people. Mark, you had a, a friend that was there. So it's cool to see to know that we had friends, people that we know that yeah. were in in the White House for this event, which was really cool. Would have been cooler if we were there, um, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, serious, serious FOMO happening here in uh, my house. Um, but I would have had to miss new employee orientation for that, so it would have been a tough decision. Yeah, you never um, show up for any. You, you would have been busy, I'm sure. The the other thing too, in the the last forty eight hours since this event, my inbox has been filled with yes, I uh, yours too, filled with yes. people saying, "Did you guys see the whole thing on the White mm-hmm. House? I have a product that you can buy." Yes. And I'm I'm so close to responding to say, okay, let's I will not buy your product. Let's stop. Yes. Let's stop with this, right? Well, <sighs> any vendor that's that's out there listening and wants to email me and take advantage of and I'm going to this is a good example, but the new announcement for the NOFO for the next round of of cyber funding from the feds, um I already have emails from cyber vendors saying, oh, there's new cybersecurity funding coming. Get on this list. You're going to spend all this money. Knock it off. Yeah. We we have relationships with vendors all, already. Now, if you have a great product, fine. But you don't need to be the guy that's beating down down that door. Yeah. We, yeah, that, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. 
Yeah. So I think I was I was super uh, excited and super thrilled with the White House event. I watched the whole thing from start to finish. Really great to see a lot of familiar faces. Really great to see this come from uh, the executive branch and and to see all these agencies coming together. Um, I was excited to see the private sector, public sector connection. Um, but over overall, I was a little disappointed that um, this conversation around schools being underfunded, under-resourced, overtaxed um, was met with what what I felt was uh, a sales pitch from from other people trying to take advantage of the of the 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 issue. So um, we've we all know we have a lot of work to do. Um, we all know that we're under resourced, but we can't say the same. We can't say that and then say and 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 buy this and buy this and and I'm speaking really candidly. I'm speaking to the products that will give you their service for free. And then bury the security settings and services mm-hmm. under a paid umbrella. Uh, that we don't like it. That okay. is that is that is honestly a, a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose my words very carefully here. Um, dangerous for the K twelve industry. Sucky, sucky. It's really sucky. It's sucky. It's, it's like sucky. we, Josh. We know S. that. We know that. In case you misheard, it's an it, that was an S. We know that ISP that like wants to sell us. Uh, a crazy expensive uh, layer. DDoS like, protection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. DDoS Thank protection you. That's Thank you. Three times the cost of my internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. ridiculous. All right. Good take, well, Mark. What else is going on yeah. in the news? Thanks, Google. Yeah. So uh, quickly though, before we get to the news, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. The ha- hashtag thanks Google. Um, apparently, Mark Mark hates Google. But you know what though? That Mark does bring up a good point. <laughs> Mark does bring up a good point with that of of burying these security features behind a paywall. We we've talked about this before. The frustrating thing, you know, we went through that process of setting up um, conditional access with with Gmail, and and that feature is behind the paywall of Google Workspace Education Plus Premium hashtag you know pay me more. So it's it's a great feature. All three of us used it this summer. Yep. But, but really, used it and what, saw it the, used, like saw it work. Absolutely, absolutely. We blocked Canadian access. We were blocking access from Italy and France and China. But, but to Mark's point, if if there is this lip service of a commitment to security out of the box, design secure, where is that commitment when I have to pay three dollars a student to have that security feature? I don't know. Um, Chris, why don't you tell us about Extreme Networks real quick? Ooh, I'd love to. Extreme Networks, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. You can email D Mayer, that's Dominic Mayer, D Mayer at extremenetworks.com. They got your switches, they got your networking. Uh, Extreme Cloud IQ, if you haven't checked that out, if you're in the if you're if you're looking for new networking, uh, look into Extreme. So one thing that we typically shared at the end of the episode is um, something going on with K-12 Tech Pro and and now the K-12 Sysadmin Reddit, subreddit. Um, if you didn't know, if you don't normally hang with us to the end of the episode, um, K-12 Tech Pro is uh, doing the vetting process for the K-12 Sysadmin subreddit, um, that they're kind of in management of that. So if you haven't checked out K-12 Tech Pro, you should. 
do a subscription. Uh, don't be afraid to click the sponsored link because uh, Chris and those guys over at K12 Tech Pro have uh, sponsors that are willing to sponsor members um, and, and go forward if you can't or won't pay the $10 fee. Uh, Chris, what has been the top topic or what has been one of the trending topics recently? I know everybody's busy with uh, back to school stuff right now, so I'm sure it's uh, back to school conversations. Yeah, and uh, it was this week with the paper cut too stuff, right? Oh yeah, we need to talk about that too. That was that was trending. I was I, on on Pro Two, kind of a cool thing. Uh, we do a weekly digest, so you don't have to feel like you're on this thing all the time, uh, and you kind of get a recap every week of what's going on. So uh, the paper cut uh, critical bug, uh, that was a hot hot topic for those of you that use paper cut. So why don't you, I mean, you mentioned it. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Do you have the, tell I us can, about the K-12. I or, can, dang it, the paper cut. I can pull that bad boy up. Papercut recently fixed a critical security vulnerability uh, in its software that would let unauthorized attackers gain remote code execution on unpatched Windows servers. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So that's a new one. Uh, it is not the same one from, what, two, three months ago? Uh, Papercut has come out and said that it, it is indeed new. It is they have released a new a new patch for it. So uh, yeah, if you have Papercut, go go patch your uh, Papercut servers. The other the other uh, news story Josh you pulled up was um, uh, nearly going back to cybersecurity. Nearly half of K twelve providers hit with ransomware paid to have the data restored. Yeah, like forty seven percent. That's a high. Um, yeah. Yeah, that seems really high to me, especially when you have entities like FBI and those guys saying, don't pay, don't pay, don't pay, don't pay. This this story comes out this week that says 47% of public and private entities, lower education, so K-12, worldwide, have paid the ransoms in ransomware attacks. Now, this is a report based from a, UK, uh, a UK-based cyber firm, Sophos. But still, I mean, uh, nearly 73% of those polled say that they were able to, to use backups to restore. But but I, I see those numbers as competing numbers. 73% say they were able to use a backup to restore, but yet still 47% of the total attack paid. Well, um, that's that, that 47% of, of districts that paid was to recover their stolen data. So they restored. Oh, okay. They restored their backups, but the so it wouldn't be released. But the threat actors still had a copy of their data. So here you have people saying, "I've got my systems restored and back up and running." They're still paying that ransomware or that ransom to stop the threat actors from releasing their data, which is a scary thing to think about. Yeah, and the article goes on to reference, you know, LA's. Uh, attack that happened last year, uh, almost right at a year ago, right? That was Labor Day weekend last year. Um, Des Moines Public School and Arkansas's Little Rock Public Little Rock School District, um, which Little Rock apparently, according to this article, paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollar ransom to uh, prevent their data from being released and recover their data. So, man, people are still getting paid. You know, we've kind of the joke going around or the little thought going around is, you know, these insurance companies, when they get involved, they're happy to pay because they feel like they're get the, they get their data back, but that, that flies in the face of 
all of the recommendations from the FBI and all of these homeland security, you know, state homeland security as well as national yeah. uh, agencies' recommendations. So it's it's an interesting dichotomy, I guess. What other news you got, Mark? The uh, the last news story we have of the week is around Zoom. So this is not a cybersecurity <laughs> one. This is around Zoom and their terms of service and Ooh. AI. So if you saw this one, uh, some uh, watchful uh, bloggers noticed that Zoom updated their terms of service and included some interesting language around AI. Uh, and there was a very, very quick backlash that uh, a lot of people were saying that Zoom is now using customer meetings, video, uh, audio, and uh, captions to train their AI models. Uh, and people saying, hang on a second, I didn't sign up for this. Um, to their credit, though, Zoom came out very fast, very, very fast and said, no, we've adjusted our terms of service. We are not doing this. Uh, that is a uh, that is a mistake. I don't want to say a mistake, but they basically came out and said, we've adjusted our terms of service. We are not using customer data, video, uh, audio and, and uh, text to train our AI models. So kudos to Zoom. They recognized that snowball happening very, very quickly. Uh, and came out and corrected both their terms of service and corrected the news. So that that stopped it pretty quickly. But it definitely shows that, you know, it's a lesson to all the other providers out there. You've got to be really careful about trying to sneak in some AI language into your terms of service because uh, people are not comfortable knowing that their confidential information, their confidential meetings or data or conversations are being used to train models. Because I was going to click the sign up button for Microsoft Teams right away. <laughs> I was getting out of there. <laughs> and Teams is awful. Um, you know, you look at, you know, go back three years and how Zoom was one of the mainstays along with Google Meet for uh, delivery of education for a number of, of school districts, probably the majority of school districts. That's how a lot of teachers were communicating with students and, and whole classrooms at a time. So you think about this, this change of, um, you know, now AI, they're using that classroom now to train their AI models that that's that's inappropriate and mm -hmm. I can't believe that they were willing to put that in try and sneak that in there yeah. uh, knowing that that's still a large bit of their user base is educational clients um, that that's pretty shady zoom so um, boy we're we're hot taking hating on what Google zoom mark Mark's kind of mad at MSI sack. Uh, well, um, no, no, no. You were saying thanks for thanks for the guidebook. Um, yeah. So hot, it's a hot take episode. There's the title. There's the title of the episode. Hot, hot, hot. The hot take episode. No, I I am a fan of uh, of MSI Isaac. I'm a fan of SZA. Uh, I I think that they are they are the few organizations. They're not they're not trying to profit or benefit off of us. They're no, you you sound like Zoom yes. right now. Walk oh. it back. <laughs> Let me walk it back. <laughs> no, you're right, Mark. They MSI Second says a do not attempt to profit off anything like that. It, it, if if they charge, uh, when they charge, which they do have free offerings for services, um, it is only a cost recovery type model for MSI Sacks. Uh, feed-based services and and Chris, you said some of the MSI Sec folks that you talked to at the conference, they're they're wanting to come back on. They are. Um, That's awesome. Our friends uh, Michelle, um, Michelle's great, and Brendan, I believe. 
Yeah. Uh, we might, we yeah. might have them on. So, Chris, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode you've learned a lot about IG-1, CIS uh, IG-1. Uh, there was part of the announcements with the White House was around pushing K-12 to adopt IG-1. What do you guys think? Next couple of weeks, why don't we do a deep dive into IG-1 and see if we can come up with a guide or definitive guide for K-12 districts into how to uh, unpack. We haven't used that word all episode. Mm. Ooh, I don't, yeah, I don't think Chris has said it six times. So yeah, Mark, go ahead. <laughs> We're going to unpack IG-1. I love bring it. it down to bring it down to K twelve language. Chris is going to tell us everything that he's learned, and maybe we can come up with some uh, templates and some guides. We need some more guides uh, of yeah. how to implement K twelve uh, IG one implementation group we, one. We we need we need a sound effect. I think with our new recording platform here, we we can do sound effects. Um, every time Chris says unpack, we need a sound clip of Dora the Explorer saying backpack 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 cut that get it <laughs> oh come on oh <laughs> yeah, that wasn't mark beautiful. that was ai okay uh chris why don't you tell us about uh but the, the the rim shot was perfect um chris why don't you tell us about our newest happiest sponsor yeah hanging out converge. with us for like two weeks is converge one uh, if you don't know about them, it's ConvergeOne.com. Uh, they can help you out with campus security, cybersecurity, and more. If you uh, Google Converge One, throw K12 into it, you'll see all their K12 offerings. They hung out with us at Midwest Tech Talk. Hung? They hung out with us. They hung out with us. So, Mark, any other news? I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to inter- in- interrupt you. Uh, any other news? Let's see. We covered no, that was, uh, that's the news for the week. All right. I guess, really, Chris, do we have any listener emails? We do have one from listener TJ. Uh, let me pull Where's it up. Where's TJ from? You know, let me see if I know. Oh, I bet you know. Is he from Australia? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, listener TJ says he's a week behind. He was building a fence. Um <laughs> He thought he'd talk about the creating and updating accounts. They use Infinite Campus. They have a makeshift HR. Um, everybody has a record in Infinite Campus. It isn't until uh, it's created that they've done the necessary paperwork with Central Office, so talking oh, yeah. through those processes. Uh, every night they Beautiful. do a dump from Infinite Campus uh, into AD with a custom script. Uh, they do use their AD account to apply some AD attributes, title position, building they're assigned to, that kind of thing. That's always underused, I think, in life is sometimes the AD attributes that you have access to. Uh, start and end dates are in Infinite Campus. Uh, that's what is used to mark their accounts active or inactive. Uh, and then they use a program called Dynamic Groups uh, that adds and removes users to groups based upon particular criteria. Uh, and he unpacks that a little bit more. So a couple of different things to check out. Back, that back, Dynamic back, Groups back. is interesting. What? Just I, I was... I was impersonating Dora. Backpack. Oh. Backpack. He said the best part of all this is that it's free. Uh, once you figure out the oh. script, you get the infinite campus stuff going. Dynamic groups is the name of this thing. It's Dynamic? freeware. Dynamic. I'm going to have to look this up. He said, Dynamic I know there, there are some tweaks groups. to do, but um, it's been solid. So we're not endorsing that, but it sounds like TJ is. Dynamic groups. Dang. Yeah, TJ, you got a if you got a guidebook that Mark hates, um, send it over. Email us. 
because uh, I will be all over this. So yeah, I mean that brings up a good a good talking point, and and I mean we're getting close to ending the episode up this this week, but um, handling we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago actually the whole process of new employees terminating old, old employees changing user right groups. I mean this is this is the year that I affectionately call, especially in our elementary um, mus- musical classrooms, because it seems like for whatever reason elementary teachers move classrooms more mm. than anyone else. Um, but this year we, we spun up a whole new building of our early childhood building. Uh, so we had a bunch of faculty move over there. So we got, we got a bunch of people moving, um, and having that managed or, or knowing where people are going, knowing the 20 some odd new hires, it's, it's a lot of work and it can get unwieldy quick. Um, we've started, we had a spreadsheet going with our HR department that she would enter, in when when people would come in and bring in all their paperwork and sign all the appropriate paperwork, she would enter them in with her employee ID, and then that document would notify my guys in my office to create their accounts. Um, but if TJ uh, has a has an automated process, man, I I would be all over that. Well, free. That would that would that would be awesome. Um, yeah, that's cool, TJ. Chris, any other listener emails? No. No. Hmm. All right. Uh, any final thoughts for the guy, the week, guys? Mark. Well, NTP. Anybody else? NTP. NTP. I know. I know. David Ren at NTP-INC.com. They got your EDR solutions, cybersecurity. They'll be your sock, and I'm not talking about no. your sock that you wear on your foot. All right. Just to oh. be clear. It's D Ren, right? D Ren. D-W-R-E-N at N-T-E-N. And that's the cleverest, easiest, if if you are a sock, that's what you should give out to your people, socks. I mean, it's brilliant. So next week when we see David, he's going to give us socks. I know he will. Visor, visor, your sock, socks. Yeah, your sock, socks. <laughs> that's brilliant. Your sock, your sock, socks. <laughs> I, I want Argyle socks, David, if you're listening. Um, yeah, so if, if uh, you need SOC services to monitor your Sentinel-1 installation, I hear they might be doing some other services soon with other EDRs, um, so listen to us for that announcement. Hopefully, David will be able to share that with us. Uh, but NTP is solid, solid company, solid SOC. Um, you get out notifications pretty quickly whenever you have an incident uh, or when they notice something wonky going on your network that is a technical term wonky w-o-n-k-y uh any other hey here's a what's a what's the two i think it was two words uh this is a throwback we had an episode entitled something socket or walk it sticky wicket sticky wicket yeah that was an episode it's a sticky wicket yep um so yes the white house event was super cool it was neat seeing neil there I did have some FOMO. Chris and Mark can attest to the amount of rage that I had that that we weren't invited. Um, I, I maybe, maybe n- next, listen. Maybe next time. Yeah, you you have the issue. Me. Yeah. Because you really okay. think you really think you're something if you think you, if you believe that you should have been invited to the White House. You really I, got some stuff going on in that head. There was check nothing. Check your heart. You there, need to check your heart. I, 
<laughs> There's nothing in my background that would would have prevented me from being invited to the White House. I'll just put it that way. Uh, so yeah, episode one thirty. Share it with your friends. Share it with your meeting groups. Access. Um, I'm sorry. And re re access. Oh, I thought you were saying share it with your exes. I thought Hans. You could do that. Uh, so yeah, ha- shout out to California, Ohio. Indiana, you are our, our top listeners. We, for whatever reason, we have this stretch from Missouri over towards uh, through so Missouri, Indiana, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. Uh, we've got an amazing listenership there, and California, the state of California. Shout California out to you guys. California, that's really good, Chris. Uh, so shoot us an email, listener feedback. K12TechTalk at gmail.com. We are on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, K12TechTalkPod. Be looking for some tweets from us. And we will see you next week. The views and opinions expressed on the K12 Tech Talk podcast are the personal opinions of Josh, Chris, and Mark, and do not represent the views or opinions of our sponsors or other organizations that we're affiliated with. The material and information presented here is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.